everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. We come to you tonight after the game with Lincoln, where we romped to a 7-2 win with our basically second string, who were mightily impressive. And to talk through all of that, first up as always in Belfast, we have Dave Dunning. Dave, how are we? Uh, delightful, Dave, and yourself? I'm I'm fantastic. Social services leaving you alone? Yep, yep. So far, so good. <laughs> happy, to, happy to hear it. So, delighted with the result? Uh, yeah, probably happy with some, uh, probably more happy with some individual performances than, mm. than the result. And uh, certainly... <laughs> The quality of the first few goals was was something to behold. So it was just a nice, just a nice spectacle all round, wasn't it? Very relaxing evening, I think is the best. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. And also in Belfast uh, is Johnny Henderson making his one of his rare cameos. Hi, are you, Johnny? The subs bench is, is, is what it's all about tonight. <laughs> I, I, I've been rotated in a few times recently. <laughs> <in France>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking, we're talking about reserves. I'm waiting on injuries. I'm waiting on my injuries. I'm good. I'm I'm good. And enjoyable, as you said, there was an enjoyable wee evening. Wasn't it nice to just sit back and enjoy a wee game of football and knowing you're going to win and just yeah, loads loads of good wee things to talk about. So I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And 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 last but certainly not least, as always, Chief in Berlin, Neil. How are we? Yep, dead on. Uh, Same levels of happiness and smiliness and. Absolutely, it was was nice to just uh, to 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 kick back, as Johnny said, and uh, and watch some some of the um, some of the lesser yeah lesser lesser seen talents that we have, and some of the newer lads and some of the younger lads, and and just watch them put on a show like that was uh, was tremendous. So looking forward to getting into it and chatting about it, and then uh, yeah, seeing where where they can go from here. You left out the couple of enigmatic ones that we had in the squad as well this evening. And that's yeah. when we'll start, Neil, uh, with uh, Jordan Shakiri. What a free kick. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter whether it's Lincoln. It doesn't matter whether it's Barcelona. It doesn't matter whether it's Bayern Munich. Nobody is fucking saving that. It was awesome. Yeah, it's exceptional. And that's what he has. I mean, he's, he's like, you, you almost expect it. Every time he hits a free kick, you expect it to... to go very very close if not just fly in because he's he's absolutely fabulous at them and um, yeah it's a it's an absolute peach it's like it's like the perfect FIFA free kick from from years ago we just absolutely you know you just get it absolutely right bend it in off the off the angle almost um so no keepers getting close to it and and their keeper obviously um you know was was wasn't even um wasn't even off the ground really whenever by the time it hit the back of the net so it was great to see. Long time since we've seen Shaq, and for him just to start us off uh, on the road to such a such a nice such a nice performance, such a nice victory, um, it's great because it's it's an important enough goal as well, you know, um, just to get that get that foothold early and just go right dictate from here. So um, it is the goal that breaks the deadlock, and as you say, nobody's stopping it. So fair play to him. No, and that, you know, you talk about that early as well. And, you know, look, Lincoln would have, would have started there. And they, like, you know, thinking we're going to find it hard enough to get through them. But then we throw in Virgil van Dijk as well, which I, I'm sure, without a doubt, that was a huge demoral, demoralization of them. You know, it was going to be hard enough to begin with. And you throw in van Dijk. It's, you, you know, we end up, you know, Curtis Jones scores a peach. 
Minamino scores a peach. We're three 0 up uh, in a matter of minutes, and then you know Lincoln are left looking at it, going, "Oh well, fuck, we've only Van Dijk to get past." Like it, it's a, it's it's not a nice scenario. No, absolutely. I mean, um, he puts Virgil in there beside Reese Williams, obviously the the young centre back, and um, you know I think that's why he's there. We are obviously short at the moment at centre back. Madib and Gomez are injured, and uh, alongside. The young lad, I think Jurgen just wanted to play, as we said, pre-pod, um, uh, an experienced defender beside him or experienced centre-back beside him at, uh, at, at uh, through both halves. So, yeah, Verge gets an odd first half. And, you know, as you say, uh, when you're looking at that to go past, when you're already 3-0 down, sort of from nowhere because the, the free kick, I mean, Lincoln start off quite well. I mean... Obviously, it settles the game settles into a pattern pretty quickly, but they start off with a bit of confidence. They have a couple of forays up up, up the pitch. And um, they had four percent possession in the first. Absolutely, half. but I think it Six, was all. Seven, I think it was all in the first five minutes, like before before we before we actually scored. But yeah, from from there, that was it. Um, I mean, first playing was basically a, as we say, sort of a guiding job. Uh, you know, an anchor job, and then Fabinho comes on second half to 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 take over the mantle there, really, and guide him through. And obviously, second half they have a bit more of a go, and we're not as as solid at the back. I think Nico Williams um, maybe gets caught a couple of times. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'd have to see it back, but I think both goals come from from down his side anyway. Um, and maybe the combination there just just doesn't quite work. I would have had Reese Williams at fault. I think for the second one. He, he got oh, lost yeah. a couple. Of, he got lost. No, look, he's a young kid, and he's not, not, not. Yeah, so the combination of the, of the pair of them, really on that side, was probably the weaker side of the defence, which is you know fair enough. Um, so it sort of worked out like that. But in the end, it's not worth really talking about. It's a great night for them all. Um, Minamino, I think, hopefully we'll come on to talk about. It. I think he he was absolutely fabulous. Curtis Jones scores a couple of great goals, particularly the first one. Um, and generally all round, um, positive, positive, positive. No, absolutely. And, and Johnny, you know, like Chief mentions Minamino there. Um, you know, we, we we sort of, I think we, when we look at Minamino, we've we've seen an improvement from from the guy who came in, and he, and he, you know, we certainly looked a little bit watery for the Premier League, and he, and he's addressed all of that. And you know, I think the most impressive thing about Minamino for me tonight, you know, he, he scored the two goals, but in 89 minutes he had a full tank. He was running his heart out, and the, you know, he still had the speed. He still had the desire to chase the ball in 89 minutes, and you know, he just now is starting to look like a Klopp player. But you know, th- there's more to talk about as well. Minamino obviously deserves the accolades, but th- th- there was also a, another few in there. Who was it that caught your eye tonight? Well, it was well, Minamino for me was man of the match, um, and, and I thought he was man of the match by a distance. But I, I was just looking forward to seeing him because from the uh, you know from the Community Shield game against Arsenal where he came on, you know him and Kata really changed that, and I think that goal done on the part of good, you know, it made him feel part of the part of the team. I know we mentioned it in the pods before, you know, you've seen the trophy celebrations last season, he, he almost looked a bit a bit sheepish. <laughs> To be in the middle of it, considering he hadn't really played, so he was really encouraging. Everything he said, Dave, you know, he just looked really strong, full of fight, but of aggression in him as well. A few times I noticed him pushing players, and you know, he was fired up. But you know, we're looking, 
we, we've got this sort of unique player in that false nine and Firmino uh, they're, they're on the outside it doesn't look like there's any other player in the world plays the way he does and plays that position the way he does and and Minamino's being groomed for that position and he played it tonight and he looked really good so that was really good and then obviously if you're looking for other positives Curtis Jones I mean he does not lack confidence that boy <laughs> you know the we well, he's, he's not afraid of taking a shot he's not afraid of putting his hand oh. up he's wrong he, he, you know his attitude's spot on oh yeah he wants the ball constantly wants the ball and he and he's he'll try a trick um and he and he'll try a shot and it's not like you know you we've all seen or played with people who love hitting a shot and you sort of wonder why because they're not very good at it um, but you know he he, <laughs> <laughs> he does all right in fairness. Um, but he does. I mean, he you know the goals. I just felt like you said, Dave. You know, I just felt for Lincoln. Christ Almighty! I mean, Shakiri does that, and then you know Menemino Jones. The, the strikes are out of this world. I mean, the finishing was just unreal. You know, absolutely unreal. Uh, of those finishes um, so Jones done well and Simon Cass I was, I was interested to see him because we, we've said all along you know getting a player in that means we don't have to compromise on the left hand side we've still looks like now we've got a good option in there to give Rabo a bit of competition he's left footed he's strong he gets forward do you see him he played that cross ball you know that our fullbacks love that Fullback, fullback pass across the pitch. Yeah, and he played that a couple of times. The switch pass, and I thought, oh, that you know, um, you know, he's getting into the Liverpool way of things. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I think it's just good for the balance of our team that we've got a natural option, and that guy will be under no illusions either. So because he'll know coming in that Robbo's first choice, and he's going to have to work really, really hard to dislodge him and and stuff like that. So I mean, that was all that, that was all really encouraging. Uh, for me, and it's always good to see Elliot. I thought he was a wee bit quiet, but no, listen, uh, for me, the big pluses were, you know, Menamino, Jones, uh, and good to see Simon Cass, and, and just relief as well that Van Dyke, I was, was shocked he started, and then Fabinho came on for him, so that was obviously premeditated, but no injuries to those two either, which is which is good. So we, we go into the next game in, in good spirits uh, and ready to go against Arsenal. Absolutely. And Dave, you know, like we saw some great goals tonight, some rare goal scorers, Marco Gruitsch for a start, who had a pretty decent game. It's only the second time he's ever played for us. I think it was more of a sort of a, a shop window performance um, or, or he was put out to be in the shop window. And it's no secret that we're, 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 we would move him on very quickly if we could. Uh, Harvey Elliott a bit quiet on it, um, you know, seeing him have better games, but Overall, you know, he came off, he made way then for Jota coming on. We we, we, we got to look at him as well. Uh, again, there were a couple of wee moments he had where you could see the quality of him. But, you know, for, for your money, Dave, talk us through what you saw. Well, great is, a, great is a funny one. He actually had quite a good game, you know. That's um, what I, 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 I have no complaints with him. I thought he, I thought he was solid no, enough. You've got to remember the competition, though. Well, that's it, isn't it? All the caveats apply. Um, he scores a decent goal, but like, do you remember, was it like, must have been four, four years ago, nine, maybe even longer, where he played in that game at Wembley and he scores that amazing looping header against Barcelona to make it 4-0. And you're like, here, this boy looks all right. And I think this is the first time we've seen him since. Um, 
and I don't imagine that we'll we'll see him again anytime soon, to be honest. Um, so not not in that shirt anyway. <laughs> no, 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 wouldn't think so. So you know, uh, for him, yeah, shop window time. I think that's done Shakiri no harm at all to step up and blam that in and draw some draw some attention to himself. Um, to be honest, Dave, he didn't he didn't do much else. No, he fair. didn't do much else. But isn't that him? Isn't that him? A bit like well, a bit like it's ha- very Captain, a bit like Captain Divock, exactly. Uh-huh. You know, you know that great goal at the end, but he'd done fuck all up until that point. Yeah, um, and I suppose that's for two very different reasons. Where you can see the players that you can see the players that that thrived tonight. Minamino and Jones, probably two standout ones, where they've got that energy. Um, they've got the fitness, they've got the mobility and the intelligence, and they're technically really, really gifted. Whereas, as technically gifted as Shakiri is, he neither has the physicality, nor the work rate, nor the desire or endeavour, I think, to really go and carry out exactly what the manager wants to do. And Origi, as hard as he, tra- as hard as he might try, he's just and the goals that he might score, he's just, he's just not devil. the most. He's just, he's just not the most. He's not the most technically gifted player. So you know, I think in a game like that, especially when it started so quickly and we were fizzing the ball about, you know, Jones, Grudge, Minamino at the heart of everything. Elliot again, so technically gifted, although he was quiet. Everything he does is, it's classy. You know, and we shouldn't forget how young he is, but. Shakiri and Origi kind of stuck out as, as sore thumbs there, and, and that is a bit of that's a bit of deadwood that would really like to get shifted. Interesting, Brewster wasn't in the squad. I expect him to go soon. Interesting, Wilson was on the bench and he doesn't even make it off the bench. Um, so you know, I think there's been rumours with trying to ship him out to Burnley um, over the next while. So um, yeah, Jota, it was hard. The game had kind of it almost fizzled out um, towards towards the the period when Jota come on and a few subs have been being become a little bit disjointed and he he flashes one wide but there's much more to come from him. But that's that's a that's a great game for those guys, you know. That's good high intensity workout. It's it's a bit like a preseason game if you want. It's it's these players with the um. Intensity of the games, the the you know, two games a week pretty much all the time, um, three games in nine days all the time. These guys are going to have to stay fresh, they're going to have to stay fit, and you're going to have to be able to drop them in. They're going to have to be up to speed. So, you know, that can only be a good thing, especially they, for. W- would you agree? Like what what I saw, especially first half, first first thirty minutes, was a team there, majority of who were hungry to impress. They know the only way that they can get to that first team is to perform, and this is this is the the best dilemma we've ever had. You know that this is this is a mark of champions. You know what I mean? That your second string are fighting so hard to impress to get into the to, to make a dent in the first team. Yeah, I think that shows that there's a meritocracy within the club where if you do perform, you will get your chance if and when you know when it comes. Um, I think it shows that. You know there are gonna be probably more opportunities now than than there was any other season based on the speed that the games come at. Um, and I think again, you know, you can't you can't 
look past what's going on in training and, and the standards and expectations that are set by that group of players and 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 the manager. You know, that's that's going out knocking your pan in is the bare minimum. That's bare minimum expectation. And we don't care whether it's against um, you know, Bayern Munich or Lincoln City. You go out there and you put it in for for ninety plus minutes, whatever it might be. And you know, see that to see that attitude, that attitude's what that attitude is is what everybody's talking about is going to prevent us from going on to win the league again. That's why City are favourites, because of this natural drop-off that people talk about. Well, it's players like that and performances like that that are going to keep everybody on their toes. So, you know, it's it's a great example of everything that's good about this football club at the minute. You know, and, and like, even Big Dave, you know, when you're talking about it, Dave, he scored in the 89th minute. You know what I mean? It's it's like he was still there. He was still in the game. His, his head was still there. And you're talking about, you know, the concentration level. You know, he didn't have a great game, but his concentration was still there to take a goal whenever it came. And I think that speaks volumes about the team as well. Yeah, it's, it's not down for Jones. It's good. Gives him the space um, to, to curl his first one in. Origi's kind of on the periphery for the most of it, but then he gets his goal. It's typical first time Divock finish where the keeper should probably do better, but somehow it manages to go in the net. But what impressed me about that was Minamino just driving forward through the middle and picking out a really good pass. It was relentless. Relentless is the word. I think that pass shouldn't be, that pass shouldn't go unnoticed because that's maybe a 15-yard pass at pace, but it's played in such a way where Origi can actually just pass that into the net first time across the goal. You know, it's absolutely inch perfect. Um, so that's that was what stood out for me. And, you know, that <laughs> the little Minamino boy excites me loads. Like, it really does. No, I hear you. Um, I, I'm the same, Dave. You know, I, w- I was a bit underwhelmed whenever he came in, but it just took him that little bit of time. We We knew what we were getting because we'd faced him. Uh, but he never looked like that player that last season. But this season, it, it, it seems to have just... It, it, things are beginning to click. As you say, maybe he didn't feel part of it during the middle of a season, such a successful season for us, uh, such an important season for us. He maybe didn't feel fully part of that. But by the way he started this season, he's 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 going to be... He's going to be knocking on the door. He's going to put pressure on them, which is, which, which is a great dilemma. Now, we've, we've gone through... And uh, I'll come to Johnny on this one because we've got Arsenal next in the cup, but we also have Arsenal next in the league. And, you know, I, I we sort of touched on a pre-pod, John. Um, they could be two very different teams that we that we failed. We, we, we would be expecting, um, you know, I think both games are going to be at Anfield. But, um, you know, yeah. given gi- given the performance tonight um, off those lads and, and the shift that they put in, and and there was some very good performances, and like you know, the 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 bag themselves seven goals, albeit against a lesser opposition, but you can only beat what's in front of you. Um, you know, I'm I'm just thinking, what what I'll I'll give everybody a crack at this question. What 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 do you foresee? Do you foresee a stronger team for the league cup? Obviously, we know it's going to be the best that we can put out for the league game. But how do you see the the, the differences in the two games and in, in, in the next week against Arsenal? I'd probably be more um I'd be more confident of winning the league game because I think, you know, we had a bit of a chat and we pre part about that and there's a bit of a feeling that we owe we sort of a Arsenal one, we need to put a wee bit of matters back on them again because you know, they beat us uh, just in that game post lockdown where we were just sleeping, you know, Virgil and Allison made bad mistakes. Um and it was the only really the only two shots they had really. 
Um, and, and I'm pretty confident, you know, having seen the way we came out against Chelsea and that focus, you know, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, not, I don't know why I ever doubted it, but there was that little niggle about the defence and stuff. Now we're going to get back to being ruthless and clean sheets and all that. And it was all there. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident we'll beat them in the league at home. Um, as for the cup game, I think that'll be tricky. I mean, we, yeah, they, they did. Arsenal made a fair few changes against Leicester last night. They won 2 0. You know, they had a fair bit of quality. They, they still had Sacco and um, uh, Pepe and Keta up front. My one fear, I guess, would be we don't have ordinarily, you know, you'd have Manip, um or someone or Gomez to, you know, that could drop down and play. And that would be my only fear is we, I think we'll be in a position where if we really want to get through that game, we'll need to make sure that, it, that there's at least one of those guys starting at centre-back because I think if we went in with, you know, for example, with young Williams, and he did well. I, I didn't mention him when I was sort of, you know, summarising, but he he done, he done pretty well. You know, Reese Williams, a couple of ropier moments. He was a lot more uncomfortable in the second half, probably. But, you know, if he just had him and somebody like Vanderberg or something against you know, Pepe and Enketa and say they even brought in Lacassette or someone, I think we'd be in trouble, to be honest. So I, I think the rest of the, you know, all over the pitch, everywhere else, you know, we've got a fine chance of beating Arsenal in the, in the cup. And I just think we would need to make sure that at centre-back we give ourselves a chance. Um, but I'd be I'm very confident of a league victory. And I think, depending on what we do, because um, it's a busy week now, because we've got, I think it's, It'd be Monday Arsenal. I'm presuming it'll be Thursday the League Cup. Yes, Thursday. Sunday then Villa. Um, and obviously it's all about the league. It's all about the league. So it's how much Klopp is willing to help out that team um, to get through that game, you know. But no, it's going to be interesting. Really, just sort of sums up this period now. You know, this is what it's all about with the squad. That you know, three three games in the space of uh, six days coming up now from Monday. But uh, yeah, listen, we'll have. We'll have a fighting chance of getting through in, in the in the cup game, no doubt about it. No, I, I tend to agree with you, Neil. What are you on this one? You know, like uh, like the league looks after itself. You know, it's it's a, it's a must win game for us in the league. But you know, there's a part of me that 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 would be sympathetic towards the players that played there tonight. They put on a great show, and and in many respects, I feel that, that you know, given the the, the stature of the competition and so on, that they, they deserve to to get another crack at it. Yeah, well, I think. I think probably most of them will, to be to be quite honest. I mean, I think there might be certain there, there might be yeah, certain um, players who could come back in. For example, if Gomez is, is fit again, he might he might come back in, um, or we might see a, even for a half to get the minutes into his legs. Absolutely, we, we might see a slightly stronger um, kind of back four there. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. Klopp has to g- g- give give players games as well. We'll be another. We'll be a week further into into the transfer window. It'll be a few days closer to closing. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows if there's maybe an offer that comes in next week for for the likes of Gruitch, or maybe there's an offer that comes in um, next week for for one of the other lads. You never quite know. But I would. Uh, a Shakiri, for example, um, but 
at the end of the day, I would imagine this. this are, the, Neil, are you just are you at the stage? Because because to be honest with you, regardless of how great the goal and everything was there, if the right offer came in for Shakiria, I'm quite happy to let him go. Well, for for me, I mean, there, yeah, I I am as well, essentially. I mean, he he, he got very very few games last season. Um, he seems to only really, I mean, he seems to be well liked, of course, and seems to be a good lad. Klopp seems to like him as well, but unless injuries, 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 injuries. Yeah, and can he stay fit? And sort of Dave, Dave says as well. Does does he have the desire? I think maybe he does, but does he have the capacity? Does he have the actual physical physical capacity to do it? Even if he if he did want to. Who knows now? I mean, he's he's not young anymore, and uh, he's, he's had a lot of games under his belt in his career, and a lot of injuries. So, if the right offer were to come in, I think we would let him go. Um, but essentially, it's not going to be. I, I wouldn't have thought it's going to be a, a much stronger team for the Arsenal Cup game. I think we might make a couple of. Uh, we might have a stronger bench. Put it like that. You might see a couple of the first team lads, strikers. I mean, first team front three on the bench. Um, but I still think you're going to see the Minaminos. Uh, maybe you see more of of Jota by then. Maybe he starts. Who knows? Um, if uh, I don't know where he is in terms of Klopp's reckoning. Obviously, Thiago's going to start the league game. Henderson's due to come back at some point soon, I guess, from injury as well. So he could come back into the reckoning if, if he needs minutes, for example. So there will be a couple of tweaks, I'd imagine, and Arsenal will probably tweak it slightly as well. It's, it's one of them where you're forced by virtue of, of, of the team you're playing to, to perhaps turn it up a little bit. Um, nobody, you know, nobody cares too much about going out of the cup, but at the same time, I'm sure Arteta would want to go through and... Uh, Jurgen, I don't know. Last year, he really, we we weren't interested. The year before, we weren't particularly interested either. But uh, there seems to be a different noise this year. Perhaps we we might be a bit more interested in domestic trophies. I I don't know. Maybe it's we feel we have the squad to compete uh, in all four competitions this year. Who knows? But uh, yeah, league and cup, I think will be will be different enough in terms of the lineups. No, I hear you. Um, and, and Dave, for you, we're, 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 I'll take it if you have anything. You know, I think we're all in agreement that we give Arsenal um, uh, we some payback on, on Monday. And uh, we do have the capabilities in, in, in reserve to, to give them a damn good lash on, on the Thursday as well. I think from everything that you've seen, from this manager and this team, the start of the year, the start of the season, the first 10 games or whatever, he, he seems to stick pretty much to a nailed on 11 where he can, you know, injury, fitness allowing, availability allowing. And I don't expect our first 11 in the league to change that much, if at all. You know, maybe Henderson injury here, Henderson fitness out here or there, Gomez fitness out here or there, whatever it might be. But I don't think you'll you'll see much else. Um, I think he drops Thiago in here against Arsenal in the league game, and I don't think you see him um, leave the first team for the foreseeable um, maybe six games in the league. And I actually think even the, with Klopp's rotational system, yeah, I think that I think the rotation you will see further down the line. Uh, I think yeah, maybe maybe earlier this year, Chief. 
I don't know, maybe earlier this year because it is a bit more condensed, but I think I think you see him dropped in there and I don't think you see him move that much. Um, as far as League Cup games go, I think you would actually probably see a weaker League Cup team in the next round than you did there. I think you would expect to have a couple of those guys shifted on and I don't expect first team players to come in and take this. For instance, I don't expect Jeannie Wijnaldum to drop in and play for Grouch or Henderson, for example. Um, if Shakiri goes, that's, I don't that's, assume, that's assuming Gruich is there because he is one that we're desperate. About. And you know, maybe we don't sell him, but maybe we move him out and loan again. He, but that's he what I mean. Most... But Dave, but Dave, that's what I mean. If he goes, if he goes out, I don't expect a Jeannie Wijnaldum or Jordan Henderson to come in and fill that no, void that he leaves. Milner, will, Milner will come in though. You might, you might see, you might see Milner. You know, and and I think those are the sorts of players that you will come in. You know, these would have been these would have been the Lalana games. Um, last season, but I don't expect to see any of the front three in these games. I don't expect to see Gini Wijnaldum. I think you saw a bit of, you saw it there, Fabinho and Virgil. They basically shared the load there. They took one for the team that says, right, you know what, if you two can just do 45 each for me, um, we'll leave it at that. So I expect probably... But at this stage of the season as well, Dave, that's, that's good 45 minutes in their legs. It is, but I don't really know how much benefit those games are versus like what a training session would be. Do they get more out of a training session? Maybe they do. I've got no idea. Um but I don't want a lot of minutes in Virgil's legs. You know? I, I he 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 plays every minute of every game. I don't I don't want him having to play minutes like that. Um so you know let him let him do the training let him saunter about training um down in Melwood or whatever. Dave, honestly the guy barely broke a sweat tonight. No like, I, I fucking no. serious Un- totally understandable, but I don't think that it'll not be the same. He he will not have an, an easy ride like that against an Arsenal, even an Arsenal reserve team. You know, it'll be a far more difficult game for him than that. So I don't expect to see him or Fabinho dropped in that centre half position against Arsenal. I think Klopp just goes, listen, away and do what he's did. So do you remember last year at Villa? I know we had boys away and all, but Klopp didn't give a fuck. He just threw in a whole pile of like, literally school kids, literally school kids. So I don't expect him to change his tactics here, especially seeing the the, game, the 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 season is so condensed. That's my thoughts on it. No, interesting. And and Johnny, I'll come to you. RJ made a point here in the last podcast about maybe it's time that we think about winning domestic competitions again. And you know, it sort of resonated with me. You know, like because. There was always a League Cup or an FA Cup that came with the European Cup, or you know, uh, there was those domestic trophies were used to be very important to us. And I know football's changed. I know the value and and those tournaments have changed. But what do you feel? Do you feel that maybe there's there's a change attack this time around? That maybe he he he's looking at it if he can get there and win a Carabao Cup or he can win the FA Cup as as like you know a side dish. With with these uh, with these fringe players, giving them some success, it, 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 it sounds good. Yeah, listen, I, I, my attitude to the domestic cups was like I'm not going to sit here and, and slag the domestic cups. For for example, in 2001, when when they won that treble, that was that was brilliant crack. <laughs> you know, that was that was a great season, um, and I really Jose, Jose Mourinho did not think so. <laughs> <laughs> great days out, great days out. You know, uh, 2001, there was there was some. But see, to be honest, I don't think it's a case of, I don't think it's all of a sudden Klopp is going to turn around and go, yeah, I'm going to take these cups seriously this season. I think it's just Klopp's been there five years now, and this is the natural evolution of the squad. Klopp 
he, as we all know, and we've spoken at length about, we haven't done it. He hasn't done it, Chelsea. He didn't just come in and, you know, splurge half a billion pounds and all of a sudden have this brilliant squad. He's built it very much brick by brick and he's improved and he's moved people on. He's brought in quality and he's added depth. And I just think this is the culmination of that now where we're at. I think we're at a point now where the squad is, you know, good enough. You know, you look at those guys tonight, that wasn't Klopp saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this competition more serious and I'm going to drop in some big lads. These are the, the second string. But with, These an are appetite, the guys. with a real exactly. appetite. Absolutely. And their quality. And, and, you know, that's the squad we've built. You know, the transfer strategy to bring through, you know, to recruit the likes of Harvey Elliott, to bring through from the academy the likes of Jones. You've got Minamino, who was, you know, pocket change, really. So I just think we're naturally, he's got the squad now in a place with the quality where we've got the depth to genuinely go for this for, the, for those competitions. Um, I think what I'd be more interested in is just seeing, you know, what, he, what, he, what he'll do in terms of, if we go deeper in it, you know, would he, would he then drop in a few more? You know, we've seen Guardiola really take these competitions seriously. So I, I think Klopp, he'd obviously want to win every competition he's in. I don't think it's always been viable, but I think now we've got to a point where we've got a team that, that probably could take us, uh, take us all the way with one thing just at centre half. I think that's maybe a wee bit light with with Matip and Gomez uh, being injured. But no, I hope so. I would absolutely love to see us win one of those cups. But, and I need to stress this, not to the detriment of the league or European Cup, because that's really where the where the main focus needs to be. No, absolutely. No, you've got, you know, you're, you're big too there, um, the league and Europe. And, you know, speaking on, on, on Europe, Neil, um, you know, it came out this week that uh, in the Champions League, we are going to have five subs, access to five subs. And number one, when when you see the likes of that game tonight, and you know players that are on the periphery, who are players, and you know Minamino is the is the name that jumps straight into your head. Uh, Nabi Keita as well came on there tonight. You know players that we have we have we have knowledge of who come in and change a game. I I always fancied us to be pretty much favourites for the Champions League. But with five subs, it adds another level to that confidence of uh, of the favourites tag. Yeah, well, obviously, um, obviously, it, it, it suits the the bigger clubs again, um, and we are one of them. And our squad is 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 you know very strong, as we've already discussed. So it it certainly it certainly doesn't do us any harm. I mean, obviously, it helps one or two other clubs as well who have very strong squads. But um, but yeah, it's 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 um, it's something we can use to our advantage. Uh, it's going to change things a little bit, I suppose, in in the Champions League. But I suppose we we dealt with it in the Premier League for for um, the tail end of last season after lockdown, and it didn't didn't cause too too much um, too much difference as long as there aren't drinks breaks as well, which uh, I doubt there will be. Then uh, I think I think it'll all be grand. I mean, yeah, I think that was the argument why, um, in the end, the, the or the reason why, and the argument that was made, uh, and why the Premier League decided against it in the end was that it would favour the 
the the stronger clubs, the richer clubs. But I suppose by by virtue of the fact that the Champions League is the Champions League, whoever is, is getting in there is generally the richest club or one of the richest clubs in their in their respective leagues. So I suppose it all it all works out in the end. So yeah, we have a very a very strong squad. Whereas in the past we would have been you know kind of strong first team and maybe one or two more. And, you know, as Johnny said, we've we've added our clubs built this squad kind of brick by brick, and and now you would say we've 18, 19, 20 names that you could really, you know, call upon. Rely on. Rely, rely. rely on. Uh, put you could could play in the in the first team on a, on any given day, really. You know, um, there is obviously the absolute first eleven that we we kind of know, and even then in midfield, there's there's always one there are always one or two questions. The back five, the the front three are generally kneeled on, but now you've got you know serious serious back up there as well so it's only it's only a good thing i would say indeed and dave like i, I saw some commentators um saying you know that this could be a headache for premier league clubs because of the two different rules for substitutions and you know the premier league and and you know it'll cause them to have to think differently to me i don't see a great problem in it what what, what what's what's your view on it the only problem I see is Premier League clubs hoping that you can only use three in the Premier League. I don't think that does the players any favours. I don't think that does English clubs' um, chances in Europe any favours either. You know, that's it's it's not ideal. You know, that's an advantage. I know, it, you know, we're talking about can this team go in the European Cup? And yeah, of course they can. But that's an immediate advantage that European teams have over over English teams that. They've got the flexibility to use those five subs and rest those players um, throughout the league season a bit more often than than we do. And I saw a statistic the other day um, that based on the Bundesliga results after lockdown at the end of last season, matches are lasting an average of 10 minutes longer than they used to. Now, that's a hell of a lot of minutes over the course of a season, especially if you're playing maybe you know, upwards of 60 games. So for me, that's the real frustration. Five five subs make sense. It's not something I would like to see, you know, carried on um, permanently, but certainly with uh, the congestion of the fixtures this year, um, I think that's actually going to be more of a disadvantage of us. Not necessarily that we're going to get confused and we're going to forget how many subs we can use. Um it's when does the Champions League actually start? Is it next month? Um, October end of, the end, end of October, yeah. Um, October the 20th, first round of fixtures. So, like I say, for me, that's the frustration. I think we have a squad there that we could absolutely use. Um, I think Champions League, that's that's certainly going to it's certainly going to help us. And, and I think the argument with the Premier League clubs is that it, you know it gives it gives the the super clubs, if you want, the clubs with the bigger squads, an unfair advantage because they've got higher quality players to work with. And that's all well and good. But, you know, in my eyes, it's probably going to disadvantage them moving towards the end of the season because their players are likely to be likely to be a bit more burnt out um, having those smaller squads. So I don't know. Um, it's, it's daft. I think it doesn't make any sense um, not to have the five subs. Uh, but, you know, as, as Klopp does, he'll just, He'll knuckle down, he'll get on with it, he'll, he'll not complain. 
Um, and neither will we. And we'll just go and win the fucking thing anyway. Yeehaw. I'm, I'm well on board with that. Um, Johnny, have you anything to add on, 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 the, on the Champions League and, and, and the five subs? Or would you like me to ask you something different? No, I, all I'd say is I just don't fucking like five subs. I think it's stupid and it's too many. That's just my opinion. You know, this was brought in because of post, you know, COVID and they're worried about players' conditions and the frequency of the games and training and all that. But frankly, I just don't think it's it's necessary. And I do agree it 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 works for the bigger, stronger clubs. But one one caveat I'd add to that is, and this is something that you know, it, it it depends on the situation in the game, but I'll tell you what, where five subs could be a thorn in your side as well as we like to play with a bit of rhythm and you can imagine if we get through to, as I expect us, I do expect us to go very, very far in the <clears throat> Champions League, if not win it, I think between us and Bayern Munich we're, we're comfortably I think we're comfortably better than, than, than the other teams in it this season but, for example, if you're playing Atletico in a knockout game and there's half an hour to go and they're 1-0 up or something like that, just can you imagine the, the, the crack that Diego Simeone would have breaking up the game with subs, with five subs in the last half hour to disrupt? And, well, and I think, Johnny, I think, it's, I think they can still only make a substitution on three occasions, but you have an opportunity to make two subs on two of those occasions. So the game shouldn't be broken up any longer, if that makes sense. I didn't know that, Dave. That's a really good point, then. So, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just say what I said, first of all. I just think it's stupid. I don't think you need five subs. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like it either. I just think if... Yeah, I don't but like I know it. what I you mean, Dave. Yeah, I take your point, though. Why not align with what they're doing? If it's, you know, if that's the way they're doing it and everyone else is doing it that way, I get that. Seems a bit this is stubborn. The, this is the Premier League all over though, because sure, do you remember? Do you remember we decided not to close our transfer window? We we wanted to close our transfer window earlier than everybody else's because yeah, yeah. Which, the which Premier League because the Premier League know better and the Premier League are special. And then all of a sudden, everybody's transfers are all fucked up, and everybody goes, "Well, actually, do you know what? Maybe that wasn't maybe that wasn't such a great idea. Let's go. Let's go back to the way it was before." Yeah, so everybody realised that they. Yeah. yeah, everybody realised that every other club could just sit and wait until the English teams were out of the game and then everything was cheaper for them. Absolutely yeah, ludicrous. Exactly. Yeah. They realised that maybe the rest of maybe the rest of Europe's right and England isn't. Well, you know, we've been down that road before, haven't we? <laughs> Once or twice. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, Johnny, I want, to, to close it out here, I just want, want to get your opinion on that. I'm pretty much of the opinion where our transfer business is done. Um, maybe just outgoings, but can you see anything, or do you think there's any more surprises like the Jada thing? Um, do you think they're uh, going to spring anything on us? I don't. I genuinely don't. And the noise coming out of the, I know we always say that the reliable people, but there, there are certain accounts that you'll follow, journalists that genuinely don't seem to be far off the mark. And the consensus seems to be that the business is dumb. And I think. If you're really, really cherry-picking, I mean, I think our squad's in really good nick. I think maybe we've just had a wee bit of a wobble because of the two guys getting injured, Gomez and Madib, so early in the season. Um, so in, in a funny sort of way, before the game, you looked at Fabinho starting and you were like, Christ, that's all it takes for us to be down to 
playing a midfielder at centre back, and that's not a good position to be but in. He's and rather I, good at it. <laughs> well, this is conversely, and this is the other point where this is where Jurgen Klopp can turn around and go, and yeah, my two backups were were out, and I played him there, and he was probably man of the match. So what are you worried about? So I just think if the two of them, and I know this is a long shot, I think if Gomez and Matip keep having these issues and niggles, you know, there would be, might be a decision there to be made by Klopp, you know, around Fabinho, because I, I like Fabinho in the midfield, and I can see him, I can see him having Thiago being brilliant, uh, you know, even working together. But I guess there's an argument as well that Fabinho gives you that bit of quality on the ball, and, he, and he's obviously really good at centre back as well. It might be a way of getting more games and getting Henderson. You know, you know, Klopp wants to get Henderson on the pitch whenever he's fit. Um, so it's so it's an interesting one. But to answer your question, no, I don't think we will do any business. I'd be very surprised if we do bring in a centre back. And I think our squad is pretty much boxed off. There's no excuses. I think that's what we all said. You know, you want a squad where there's no excuses. Can we go out and win, win the league, win the year, win the European Cup? I would have said even before Jota and Thiago. We had a crack at both, and we had a good chance. So, I think we've got an excellent chance now, and that's all you can ask for, isn't it? No, absolutely, and and, and I agree in both points. Even before the signings, I I still thought, you know I think I think there's a, a determination. The way that we went out of that that, that European Cup um, against Atletico, it, it left a real sour taste, and and we never really got rid of that because of the way we ended up in lockdown and whatnot. And I think this season, you know, Neil, I, I I just think there'll be a determination about it. It's the same way as we were a relentless fucking determination to get the European Cup back this season. The same way as we went about the league last season. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree, but I would also think we're going to set about retaining the the league in the same manner as we as we won it last year. Um, I think we've sort of seen that already from the first few games. Um, that that determination to win is is there. There's been no no drop off, no natural drop off. The received and the perceived wisdom doesn't appear to hold weight, nor should it. Because it's it's not based on 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 fact, it's based on on assumption, and I think we'd all agree that you know we we all expect us to to retain the league and uh, to really go far in the European Cup, if not to to get that as well. I mean the double is the aim. We've won them both individually in in the last two years, and to put them together would would be. You know, pretty much a crowning glory for for this set of players for this team. You know, and, and it sets them up with the, the the greats of the past. It puts them on the level. Uh, you know, the great Liverpool teams won doubles, treble. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it was and multiple they things. They won things back to back. The very best ones. So if uh, if if this team really uh, wants to be up there in the pantheon, which it, which it does, and it's already halfway or three quarters of the way to be in there this would be the 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 perfect step i mean there's also the the 100 points thing that i'm sure isn't a big concern but or or a big thought but must be a little thing in there that you know they just fell short and they'd love to do it they'd love to be the best on in in figures in numbers the best premier league team ever in terms of points i'm sure so that's also there so 
I'm expecting a, a blockbuster of a season, really. Um, and let's hope that sooner rather than later we can we can sort of get a, a little bit more back to normal in, in terms of how how we view football and how we watch it and how how we can celebrate it as well. Because um, yeah, we haven't had that release yet. We haven't had that you know that and and the league's kind of kicked off again and we're back round. So it'd be good to do it again and then really be able to celebrate it. No, indeed. And I think that's the key to it, Neil. Um, another driving factor is that we can actually celebrate it because it was a very subdued, it was wonderful to win it. But without the fans in the stadium, without the furore that went around it, it, it just detracted from it just a slight bit. And, and you know, when you've waited 30 years, I think it'll be a, a massive drive on to retain. But I'll, I'll final question to you, Dave. Um, uh, uh, number one, are are you expecting anybody in, and do you expect us with outgoing sales to end up in profit at the end of this window? Because I do. Um, let me see. What do we spe- I don't expect anybody else in. Um, I don't know where. I don't know where there's a place in the squad for anybody else. To be to be perfectly honest with you. Um, as far how much did we spend then? Like forty-one. Say about sixty-five. It's sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, 75, 75, say, aye. Um, yeah, well, but remember how much. But remember how much of that was up front. They've only paid five for Thiago, and they've only paid apparently something ridiculous like four for Jota. Uh, it's four over the first season, and Thiago's getting paid over the the period of his contract, which is five million a year for four years. So, um, you know that's the way they'll do business, and you'd think, you know, days hands away, um. Hoover's away. There's twenty. Um, if you can get, if you can get maybe thirty million for for Wilson and Brewster combined, if Brewster's going to go, which it looks like he is, and then maybe get rid of one of the other ones. Um, you, 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 you'll be, yeah, you'll be there or thereabouts. Like you'll be there or thereabouts, and that's okay. It doesn't bother me at all. You know, I just fucking the net spend net spend headers will be out in forces they normally are, but. You no, know, but it's, it's just a business model, Dave. You know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me if we end up you know, doing the business, a wonderful business that we've done. And and it's a bit like what Chelsea did with all the players they bought and they loaned them out. And, the, you know, and they ended up making profit on them. Liverpool have caught on to that, and that's what we're doing. This is our business model. This is our business model. And the, the academy exists not just to bring your Trent Alexanders and your 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 Curtis Joneses through, but it exists to bring through your Dominic Slankies and your Jordan Ives and players like this that you can chip on and supplement supplement the squad with players that you actually need. Um, I suppose, oh, he's really good. Well, yeah, do you know what? Keanu Hoover might be really, really good, but where's he getting a game? You know, Nico Williams is obviously ahead of him, and he's even looking at Trent Alexander-Arnold going, you know... I want to play football, and I want to play football now. And I'm I'm getting a handful of games a season behind him for the next ten years if I'm going to be a right back. And he sees himself as a right back by all accounts. So it's right for him to move on because he's not gonna he's not gonna add anything to our our squad really. And for his own development, that's much much better. And we can take that money and we can invest it elsewhere, i.e. Jota, where we have a gaping hole in the squad. So um, that's that's what you're looking to do, and that's what we'll continue to do. I expect. So, yeah, we'll be there, thereabouts in profit. Just before you wrap things up, DC, just on the Arsenal game, I think this is really, really huge, this game. I think it's massive. Um, if you look at our our, our start, it's, it wasn't the easiest start in the world. You know, Leeds an unknown quantity. We've seen what they can do. 
Chelsea away, difficult, difficult place to go. Um, we made it look far easier than it should have been. And then Arsenal at home and Everton away. You've got, you've, uh, you've got Villa thrown in there too. The last two seasons, we took we haven't taken nine points from Arsenal, Chelsea and, and Everton. So if we can get nine points from those three matches and then throw in a, a win at Villa as well, that's just going to frighten the life out of all of our all of our rivals, all of them. No, Dave, I, I'm not doubting that, that, that Arsenal are going to be a tough nut to crack. They have improved immensely. But I'm talking about a team here that's determined. And, and, you know, it may be tighter than what we think, but I don't expect anything other than the three points. No, I get what you're saying. Um, I just think, not, you know, in the last five, six years, you know, Arsenal's a banker, an absolute banker, you know. Um, it's three points all day with, long. With, with, with a sprinkling of humiliation thrown oh, on top, ab- always. <laughs> absolutely. With, with, with Arsenal players like land on the Anfield pitch, traumatised afterwards. You know, it, we, we've hammered them, we've battered them for the last last five or six years. And I don't think it's going to be a battering this year because, like I said before, this isn't flaky old Arsenal. And if this is, if this is one of those, this will be one of those fixtures that, that City are looking at. Because remember, Arsenal beat City not that long ago too. City will be looking at this going, they can drop points. Everybody fucking beat City. (laughs) Nine games they lost. Yeah, no. A lot of games. I totally get that, but they've won a lot of big matches. They've won a lot of matches against against the top six six rivals recently, which if you remember, you know, I think they've beaten United, they've beaten Spurs, they've beaten us. us. um, They've beaten Chelsea um, in the FA Cup final. So these are games that, against top six rivals, Arsenal's, Arsenal don't win those games ever, and all of a sudden they're they're, they're winning them and they're winning them consistently. So um, this isn't the same side. However, it's it it would be remiss not to mention our home record of four hundred and sixty thousand games unbeaten at home. So you know that you think's got to play into it. So I expect to win, but I don't expect it to be a, a fun time pr- pr- procession like it has been, which is such a shame because it was always a game I looked forward to. This one. I, I I I slightly disagree. I I think the potential's there, given the fact of of the the community shield and the, the end of last season, for us to just you know just ju- just to raise the game again. I, I I just got a feeling that there's a tier three nil that could be on the end of. You know what I mean? Just because you know nobody beats us twice in a row. You know <laughs> nobody gets that 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 privilege. And for that reason, that's why I think that these players just fucking lift themselves and go for it. Yeah, I hope you're right. You probably are. Well, well, t- only time will tell. We'll 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 know this time next week. Uh, <laughs> we'll know this time Monday night. Uh, but listen, lads, I think we'll, we'll leave it there. We're we're in a happy place, um, and I know we only beat Lincoln, and I know we only beat what's putting out in front of you. But it, it's it's a sign of 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 the direction this club's going in, and and how good we are, and how good our options are, and it's and it's a fantastic time to be a Liverpool fan. God, it's, I've been a long time saying that, like, but it, it truly is a good time to be a Liverpool fan. So listen, lads, thank you as always for your time. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for everybody for listening. And until after we doff Arsenal, uh, up our heads. <laughs>